0: Okay, we're gonna call this meeting of the Stadium Area Public Financing Authority Mm -hmm. to order at 10.02 a.m. on March 7, 2023. Uh, Madam Clerk, if you could please uh, call the roll to establish a quorum.
1: Thank you. Council Member Talamantes. Here. um, Rita Gallardo-Good. Here. Blake Johnson. Here. And Council Member Jennings. Here. Vice Mayor Guerra. Here. We're all here.
0: Fantastic. Um, uh, Councilmember Talamantes, would you mind uh, leading us in the land acknowledgment and the uh, Pledge of Allegiance? Please rise for the opening acknowledge, acknowledgement.
2: acknowledgments, in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, the Nissan people, the Southern Maidu, Valley, and Plains Miwok, Patwin-Winton peoples, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federalized, federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the Native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation of Sacramento's Indigenous peoples' history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. I pledge allegiance to To
0: the the flag flag of the United States States of America America, and to to the republic for which it stands, one one nation, nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all very good thank you very much welcome everyone to the stadium and uh, area enhanced infrastructure financing authority a uh, long name for uh, a great project here um i'm glad for uh, glad that we're meeting again i think the last time we met was right before the pandemic and uh you know i want to welcome our public members of the commission as well uh, back here and as part of this authority. Uh, I do wanna uh, you know, say how um, exciting it is to see that we're making some progress here. We've already seen activity there over the, over the uh, even uh, the last few years, we've seen some concerts and some um, activity even on the streets there, so uh, making full use of that area. But obviously we can't do it without uh, uh, looking at uh, how we make all of the elements there function. Uh, So with that, um, we're going to, Madam Clerk, let's move on for the first item of the agenda here.
1: Uh, Thank you, Vice Mayor. We do have the consent calendar, which is meeting minutes from September 24th, 2019 and December 10th, 2019.
0: Very good. See, look, well, like I said, right before the agenda, uh, uh, Madam Clerk, do we have any comments from the public on this item?
1: I have no hands raised in Zoom and no one in Chambers to make comments.
0: Okay, let me bring this over to the council. Or the committee. Aye. It's yes. been moved to approve by, um, uh, by committee member um, Gallardo, good and seconded by council member Jennings. Absolutely. Yeah, any further comments? Saying none, all those in favor, please say uh, aye. 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 All those opposed? Good, measure passes. Okay, ma- ne- uh, Madam Clerk, next item on the agenda.
1: For your discussion calendar, item number two is overview of the proposed City of Sacramento Rail Yards Enhanced Infrastructure Financing District, EIFD, currently known as the Stadium Area EIFD, and Draft Amended Infrastructure Financing Plan.
3: Good morning. Good morning, I know it's been a while since the PFA board's been together, but it's good to have you guys and thank you for being on this this board. We have some exciting news uh, to share with you this morning. Um, my name is Sini Maccasini with the finance department. I will be the facilitator, facilitator for the uh, EFID here in the rail yards area. Uh, before I jump into my presentation, I just want to show you the image we have above there, probably on your screens, is the depiction of the future project of uh, the rail yards project area that's, that hopefully will be coming in soon. Um, in goal of the EFID that will be able to sponsor some of the facilities out there uh, in the near future. Uh, Before I jump into my presentation, I'm going to go ahead and invite Marco Gonzalez from the Office of Innovation and Economic Development. He'll go ahead and give your brief presentation. I know you guys have been briefed uh, this past week on it, but he'll give a sort of reader's digest version of it, and then I'll take it from there. Thank you, Marco.
4: Well, good morning. Good morning, members of the PFA. Thank you for your time this morning. Uh, Marco Gonzalez. I am in the city manager's office of innovation and economic development, senior development project manager on the rail yards. So um, thank you, CINI for that introduction. Um, really what we're doing here is we're planning to amend and expand the existing enhanced infrastructure financing district. The stadium area EIFD was put into place really with two goals. Uh, one was to, to, fund a discrete set of infrastructure to support a potential stadium and that infrastructure would also contribute towards uh, backbone infrastructure to support the entirety of the rail yards what we're looking at doing is uh, two things so number one expanding the eifd capture area so basically the area where the tax increment is captured Um, this would better align with the overall specific plan area And then we're also looking to expand the list of facilities that could be funded via the EIFD, which I'll show you here in just a second. Um, So what are some of the benefits of expanding the EIFD? Uh, Number one, it's going to catalyze development overall. So I will show you a plan here from 2016 that kind of shows what the overall build-out of the rail yards could look like. Um, And that includes housing, entertainment, office, and retail. So really want to help the project along to support all of those uses. Um, And then also with the expanded EIFD, we would be incorporating an affordable housing set aside. So 20% of the proceeds would go towards affordable housing either on site or potentially throughout the entirety of the city. So really a tool that we're excited about um, and something that, you know, again, wasn't included in the initial EIFD. Um, and then it's, you know, overall, it's going to help buy down this $184 plus million remaining infrastructure burden. So, you know, there's been significant investment in the project area already, um, but we still have a long way to go. So I'll show you a few, few slides of what that looks like here. Um, so, oops, let's see, there you go. So existing infrastructure, everything you see here in gray is the infrastructure that we've already constructed. Um, So a significant amount of funds, uh, you know, in regards to the track relocation, the fifth and sixth street overflies, rail yards Boulevard, a stormwater outfall facility that costs over $30 million, so facilities that got us a portion of the way, but there's still a lot of work to be done. So as I layer on here in orange, um, the additional facilities that need to be constructed, you kind of get a picture of there's additional work that needs to be done to unlock portions of the rail yard. So if we're gonna support housing, if we're gonna support entertainment, retail, uh, innovation district, we really need to make a significant amount of infrastructure investment on the site. so actually before I move on here, the infrastructure financing plan, the draft that you're looking at, will lay out which facilities are eligible. So we've got a draft list that includes you know, the majority of these facilities you see here in orange. Um, and so that's you know, a work in progress and would love your feedback on that. Um, The 2016 rail yards plan, so again, I wanna pull this up just to illustrate what the overall build out of the rail yards could look like. So in the green, we've got the historic shops district, which includes those beautiful historic buildings. In orange is envisioned as an innovation district. Uh, Everything in yellow is envisioned as housing. Uh, We've got a Kaiser Hospital and then again, potentially a soccer stadium as well. I will say the good thing about the 2016 entitlements um, and the overall zoning is that it's very flexible. So we can really be adaptive and and the master developer downtown rail yard venture can be adaptive as uh, to whatever the market is demanding at the time. So with that, I will kick it over to Jamie with EPS uh, for a bit of a technical background on the EIFD.
5: Good morning, Jamie. Thank you, Marco. Good morning, Chair Guerra. Members of the Public Financing Authority, Jamie Gomes with Economic and Planning Systems. So EPS has been assisting the the city and the Public Financing Authority in preparing the draft infrastructure financing plan. So I'll just do a quick overview for your benefit. As Marco mentioned, really the primary purposes of the amendment are one, to expand the boundary, two, we're uh, revising the name of the EIFD as you know, Um, three, to accommodate the additional facilities the infrastructure and the public facilities that Marco had highlighted on those maps. And then in addition, the infrastructure financing plan has a number of statutory required, statutorily required items. And we're amending those as well and updating them to to refresh them. That includes the maximum authorization of revenues that would be committed into the EIFD. It would include the term of the EIFD. So a number of those things are gonna be updated as well. Um, As you know, the EIFD does not impose a new tax. It is simply tax increment financing. So it's taking a portion of the incremental property tax revenues as assessed value grows. So we're really leveraging the growth in assessed value and that tax increment is what is redirected into the EIFD. So important revenue considerations, of course, are when will the revenue be available? And there is a lag because it takes time for the... Uh, assessed value growth to occur Um, the tax increment financing is limited of course in this case to the city of Sacramento as the sole taxing entity that's participating and then in this case now we have with the amendment we have two areas we have the original stadium area and in our draft financing plan we've made the distinction between the two areas we have the original area and then we have the amendment area and the investments will be bifurcated, or, or I shouldn't say bifurcated, I'll use the word, the original stadium area had 100% of the revenues going to infrastructure. The amendment area is proposed, as Marco said, to have an 80-20 split, where 80% of the revenues are for infrastructure, 20% for affordable housing. And then lastly, the financing plan also needs to account for the fiscal impacts to the city of Sacramento. So this graphic depicts really the, the timing lag that I was mentioning. And that with, with all tax increment financing, there is a period of time where the initial, what we call horizontal development would occur, which is the backbone infrastructure that was depicted on the maps that you saw. That can take one, two, three years in some cases. And a lot of that has to proceed when the vertical development will occur. And it's after the vertical development occurs, the value of that development hits the county assessor's roles and then that's the increase in assessed value that generates property tax increment. So there is a lag, of course, and in many cases, there's a need for bridge financing. And so our financing plan will also talk about the plan to finance facilities, which will include potential bridge financing mechanisms. As Marco alluded to, the financing plan articulates Um, the improvements as being both public infrastructure as well as affordable housing. We've depicted it as though the most, if not all of the public infrastructure will be developer-led and constructed. The public infrastructure could be either city-led or led by a developer. The, The plan allows flexibility for both. And when we think about the tax increment revenue forecast, and just a few things to, to clarify and make sure that it's, it's clear for everyone. The original area has a base year, of fiscal year 2019, 2020. That's when the stadium area EIFD was formed. The amendment area will have a new base year. So in, they'll be have different starting points, in effect. Um, the assessed values that are in our infrastructure financing plan that are driving the increment forecast are based on the land use plan that Marco shared with you, and then the estimated absorption of those land uses over time. Once those assessed values have uh, assumed to have hit the tax rolls, from that point forward, we've only assumed a 2% average annual growth rate, which is the statutory rate. Um, There may be turnover, so that that could could be something we revisit. Um, To also clarify, there are only two sources of revenue assumed to be invested into the EIFD. The first is the property tax revenue, and the second is the real property tax trust fund revenues, or RPTTF, that's attributable to the rail yards. Unlike other EIFDs that the city has formed, in this case, we are not pledging the property tax in lieu of vehicle license fee. So that was done in the Aggie Square EIFD, but it's not being proposed in this case. And then lastly, the revenue forecasts that we have in our plan do account for the fact that the EIFD does overlap with former, the rail yards redevelopment project area. And so that's why the RPTTF calculations have to account for that former redevelopment project area. And lastly, our fiscal impact analysis, because this is a former redevelopment project area, the city receives pass through revenues that are carved off the top, we've assumed those pass-through revenues will continue to accrue to the city's general fund and not be made available for investment into the EIFD. And then lastly, you know, as I mentioned, because we have two areas, we're separately tracking the amendment area to account for the 80-20 split of the revenues. And then the financing plan is going to include appropriate flexibility so that the PFA has, um, can be nimble and the, Bridge financing can take the form of um, loans. It could take the form of bond financing, advances. So we just wanna maintain that flexibility um, you know, in, in the case of whatever uh, options may arise. That uh, concludes my presentation. Senior, you coming back yeah. up? All right.
3: Thank you, Jamie, and thank you, Marco, for your presentations. Uh, this kinda concludes our our presentation let me go here Uh, lastly we do have our schedule uh, listed on the board there and on your uh, your computers so we have three public hearings as part of the formation of the EFID our first public hearing will be May 16th so we'll be back uh, visiting with you folks Uh, June 20th will be our second public hearing and then our Third public hearing will be August 8th and that will be the final public hearing and formation of the EFID. But prior to that meeting we are, will be visiting with council on July 25th to get the infrastructure finance plan for final approval. So the council will have a, a chance to visit with that and, and, and analyze the uh, IFP. Um, if there's any other questions that we, Marco, uh, Jamie, myself can take, uh, we're open for discussion.
0: Great, great. Thank, thank, thank you. you very much, uh, you. Simi and Marco and Jamie for that presentation. Um, let me ask the Madam Clerk, do we have any members of the public signed up to speak?
1: I have no members of the public to speak on this item.
0: Great, great. Thank you. Let me bring this back to the uh, committee here. For, first of all, um, one, uh, um, I think uh, the, this tool has been very successful, uh, at least in our city of, of, of West Sacramento. And then, almost recently, in um, uh, you know, lo- looking every day. In fact, I drove by today, uh, Aggie Square, and seeing how that has prompted the, uh, the the development out there. and We have about five stories moving forward, and so uh, it's an exciting tool that I think we uh, can benefit from. And the other thing for uh, for the members of the committee uh, that uh, uh, that we're seeing here is that 80-20 split, which. Uh, is in the spirit of what we were able to do in the EIFD for um, for Aggie Square, uh, which where we put it the twenty percent off for for housing, uh, you know, making sure we're recognizing the need for housing in, in all of our developments. Um, now, for, uh, I don't have any other questions. I you know I think most importantly for the committee and and for my new member on the on the council is that um, you know making sure that we make the adjustments that we need prior to the third hearing is critical because. Then that, when it comes to the council, it's it's very difficult to come back through, and if not, we have to start the, uh, I believe, the hearing process over again. So, I want to make sure that we uh, that we get this right in, in that time frame. And three ample hearings, we were able to do that in the Aggie Square one. Um, so, with that, let me bring this back uh, to the committee to see if there's any other questions, comments, or or in action. Councilmember Jennings.
6: The. Um project looks extremely good. Um, When we start thinking about the value that it can bring the city of Sacramento and and the entire region of Sacramento, um, it is the project, the kind of project that we want to to bring to Sacramento. Um, The three hearings allows us to get the public input that we need to get and it allows us to make adjustments based on those public hearings. Um, So I don't really have any questions. I just have a big smile on my face that says I'm excited to be in Sacramento while this is happening at this point in time. The only small question I had was um, one of your slides talked about the portion of the real property tax trust fund. Is it portion? And I was trying to get a better understanding of what the word portion meant. If that could be defined or is it not to be defined yet? So just yeah. clear it up in my own mind.
5: Sure, Council Member Jennings. Um, the city had a number of formal redevelopment project areas historically, and in a refinancing of debt uh, that occurred, I think it was around 2015 or so, the city merged all of its redevelopment project areas together. So when the real property tax trust fund revenue comes from the county to the city, it comes all together as one distribution, and so, but it's composed of revenues attributable to each of those individual former areas. So we just wanna make sure that we're isolating the RPTTF associated with rail yards growth and not using the growth of the former Oak Park redevelopment project area or other areas or
6: Central City, for example. So that number is still to be defined?
5: Correct, Well, we, we've quantified it in the draft plan and we'll continue to refine those calculations.
6: That helps, thanks very much.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Councilmember Jennings. Other comments from the commissioners? If, uh, if not, yes, Councilmember Telemantes.
2: So, just to staff, I know we had my briefing, um, but to my committee members, um, you know, the rail yards, Discovery Park, it impacts Northgate, Garnalin, and South Natomas very much. I'm the one that hears it, (laughs) whether it's traffic congestion, the noise, whatever it may be. And what I ask staff for is to see how we can get some of those economic impacts in the district to benefit District 3. Um, To also look at transportation to see how my residents will connect over the river. A lot of the plans that we have right now are very centric to downtown and midtown, how we're going to get people from downtown and midtown there. But what about the over 100,000 residents that live north of the river. So as we move forward in this project, I just ask to include the residents north of the river in all your plans and all your ideas. And, you know, when you do community outreach in the community to come out to my neighborhood associations and have that good communication.
0: Great, thanks. And this is a receiving file, so uh, we won't need a motion here. uh, We're adjusting the hearing here. Um, And uh, if there's no other questions, then... I want to thank staff for their time. Uh, Madam Clerk, I, I believe that uh, concludes our, our business on this. Uh, today, do we have a, a, a section for public comment?
1: It does include our business for this afternoon. We do have member comments, ideas, and questions, and we do have public comment for matters on the agenda. However, I have no one in chambers and no one with their hand raised in Zoom to make okay. comments. All
0: right. uh, any comments or questions from the, commission, from the, commission, uh, from the committee members? Uh, okay. Seeing no comments, we're adjourned at 10.23 a.m. Thank you, everyone.